The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow. I'm here with Sue Timberlake. <gasps> Hi there. Hi there. <laughs> That's a nice mask you've got around your neck there. Looks yes, good. yeah. Well, I wear it when I need to. Yeah, I guess well. we're all vaccinated. Yeah, still it's a good idea. And there's also John Roberts here uh, trying to push the buttons and keep things rolling here. I am successfully pushing the buttons. Thank you very much. <laughs> Even Most, mostly, kind of. <laughs> when it gets quiet, you push a button and we all explode. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> there are there's 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 no big red button here. Don't worry. Oh, there's no. Okay. There's, there's just no. a lot of little red buttons. Yeah. Not like the L.A. whatever you were telling me about. Before. Oh my God. <laughs> Talk about pushing a button. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Are we starting <laughs> off with that? I guess. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that was certainly. I, I'm not quite sure what to say about that, but yeah, apparently the LAPD bomb squad really made a huge mistake. Well, they did that in Philly. Um, I don't know if you remember the move, folks, when they dropped yeah, that, the bomb on the house. That was deliberate. <laughs> yeah. Well, they didn't expect it to do what it did, though. Everybody died. There were mazes inside. It burned the residence. And, yeah. Anyway. So the police yeah. sometimes it would, they... If, if, if they'd been white people, it would have been a cause celeb like the Branch Davidians. But, yeah. Oh, boy. I just... Am I wrong? So the LAPD uh, seized about 5,000 pounds of illegal fireworks. Um, a 27-year-old man was arrested for it. 10 pounds of the fireworks were placed in a specialized armored truck designed for controlled de- detonations. However, what was supposed to be controlled turned into a massive explosion. It flipped cars, shattered windows across a two-block radius. Um, 10 pounds of explosives did 10 that? pounds. Wow. Yeah. Just 10 pounds of explosives. They, uh, can it, you see Sure four? that's not a typo? I mean... <laughs> no. No. C4 plastique. I I I, I, highly, I highly doubt that a that a dude could get his hands on C4. Might make his own. Though. Might make your own. Yeah, I don't think that this is. Mm. They were. It was effective, whatever it was. Yeah, it it wasn't. I know it wasn't C4. I read the report. Um, I don't know what exactly what was in it. I can look it up. Um, but uh, they. Didn't clear all the homes. Like, you, they can't force people out of their homes. Why did they explode it near homes? I I guess, like, <laughs> if they were going to explode it, like, if there's a controlled detonation, it's probably because moving it would have caused a detonation. They, like, that makes sense. Well, I, yeah, if it was unstable and it was in some guy's home, thus near other people's homes, I could see why. Yeah. Like, yeah, we've just got I mean, there were there were homemade fireworks. They should have detonated it in his home. That would have taken care of it. No, because no. then his house would have blown up, creating more shrapnel. Yeah. <laughs> they the they they did what they were supposed to do, except the controlled explosion box was exceeded. Did not work <laughs> for some reason. 
an ATF uh, person on the scene was like, I've never seen this. I've worked for ATF in 10 years. This is horrible. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I know what happened new, here. I bet it it's a new explosive blew or the roof off of the, off of the box. And the roof, which is two tons, landed on someone's roof. 4,000 pounds sent two blocks away, did you say? Yeah, I by, think by it's... By 10 pounds of explosives. That's why I'm just like, that doesn't seem right. I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> like, I, I'm saying, like, you know, if it was, like, 1,000 pounds or, yeah, I don't know, like, more than 10. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm not an explosives guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just... And uh, there, you know, there's video on this article that I can post, but it's just... It's the, the thing just boom like there there was no control over it done it was it, it was insane people 17 people were injured wow. um seven of them civilians uh people in their homes people can't get back in their homes now Is it shrapnel from the truck itself or from the container uh from the container the truck did not explode just the container see i i almost wonder if it was like Steve, did did you remember to take all the previous load of explosives out of the box? <laughs> no! <laughs> I don't I have no idea. It's just good good job, LEPD. Good job. I guess all around. Somebody said oops. Well, anyway, uh, we uh, if any of our listeners want to chime in and, and tell us what they think about the LAPD, <laughs> they can get in touch with us by email at civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org, at civilpoliticsfm on Twitter, or Facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio. It's our community there. And also, we have our own website, which is civilpoliticsradio.com, and that's got recordings of previous episodes of the show and all kinds of good stuff that you can look at, supplemental episodes, things. Yes. Hmm. Um, good job. Good Good job. Sorry. Yes. Uh, man. Uh, there's a bug flying on my face for a second. It's like, ah, go away. <laughs> but it's gone now. I got it. I got it. All right. Don't worry. All right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah. So, uh, aside from uh, <laughs> uh, the tragicomic stylings of the LAPD, <laughs> oh man. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, there's a there's a ton of news. Um, uh, most of it not good, um, and the stuff that is good news is, you know, is is of the oh hey. Donald Rumsfeld has finally passed away. Like, I don't feel good about being about not missing the man. But the youngest and the oldest Secretary of Defense. Yes, and arguably the worst. But you know, like that's all that's all over and done. <laughs> Though it is, I think, noteworthy that he died on the day that we're finally getting out of Afghanistan, because you know he was hip deep in that. Yeah, we might be out by the fourth. Yeah. Well, that'd be good. And, what are they going to do with all the translators and folks that helped us? They are making uh, accommodations for them. Uh, they that has been uh, been researched. Um, as they're going to move the, them and save them. Yeah, they're they're going to do something with them. Yeah, because uh, the Taliban is rolling over. Oh yeah, they they be screwed. Yeah, I I got to say, uh, I you know, I'm glad the Biden administration's in charge because I I'm fairly certain that the previous president would not have bothered to save them. Literally, he didn't. That was something yeah. that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at what happened when we just pulled out of Syria and abandoned the Kurds. <clears throat> not that Syria was like an all-time great set of decisions, but, you know, abandoning the Kurds was not really the best possible move. Um, so 
here in New England, where we are now, it's it's you know a hot and muggy day. It's in the you know upper seventies, close to eighty, I think, and it's just ugh, you know, because it's the air is very moist, you know. Yeah, uh, for anybody that doesn't live here, we live in a bowl with water at the bottom. Yeah, so we get we never have dry heat. Oh, ever. valley in the yeah. valley. Yeah, we yeah. live in a bowl with yeah. water. Like, yeah. take a bowl just a large bowl, put some water in it, and then cover it and put it in the microwave. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just steam. Even when hot, dry air comes into the valley, it doesn't stay dry for long. No. Because yeah. we have a huge river going through it. Yes. Um, it's horrible, and we've been over 90 for the past, like, for the most of this week. Like, yeah. it just it just dropped. Like, it was up to 100 several days this week. Disgusting. I hate it. And in the next few days, we're going to set a new record high for the low in other words the temperature the low temperature will be the highest <laughs> yeah 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 so uh and in yet summer. here in you know new england this is not fun it's just, uh, but it is by no means uh the terrifying crisis that's killed hundreds of people in the pacific northwest you know throughout 116 Western. degrees didn't they get yeah amazing yeah. I mean, I mean, that's not the felt temperature. That is the actual temperature plus whatever's going on. Yeah. 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 No, it's it, it, in the 40s centigrade is, uh, you know, it, you're, one is one is up to the temperatures where meat starts to cook, where uh, the wind actually makes things worse. Uh, and uh, the restless wind. huh? Yeah. Well, uh, Convection oven, that's what they do, right? Exactly. It blows that hot air yes, on your face. Exactly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it just means that there's more heat getting onto you as opposed to less. So, uh, yeah, so that's just horrible and uh, alarming. And uh, apparently uh, glacial ice is melting to the point where it's causing minor uh, uh, tectonic effects. Yeah. Ice quakes. I love that. I saw that piece one, late, one night late when I caught some news. Yeah, I don't know if... I love that, but it's certainly <laughs> fascinating. <laughs> so, did you? Uh, sorry, random thing. Did you hear um, that uh, New York, like they're advising people to try to conserve energy, like turn off their air conditioners a little bit? No, really. Sure. Yeah, and then I saw someone post about it on Twitter. They're like, they asked us to turn off our air conditioners. Here's a live view of Times Square. <laughs> yeah, the amount of power. That is required to run Light all, all those. those lights, all the billboards, yeah. everything like that yeah. is massive. And it's a really interesting example of how when we talk about the environment, we talk about personal responsibility, how we as single individuals can help when it's corporations that contribute the most to it. And they, do not, they don't do anything. Yeah. It's horrible. Corporations aren't people, my friend. Wow. <laughs> yeah they are this wait legally they are they, they 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 aren't when it's inconvenient for us good point you yeah. know shut your mouth <laughs> so yeah well and they're, they're they're doing similar things in texas where they've been having heat problems too they're saying like yeah, yeah. turn your air conditioning down if you can yeah rolling brownouts if you're not so we'll start well and and what you mentioned about the well, do you think electric cars we have enough grid for electric cars too on top of this I think we can develop the grid that we need. I don't know if we do right now, but I mean, I think it's kind of a, 
Yeah, if we get a lot more electric cars, we'll have a problem <laughs> of what to do with our power grid, but we don't have a lot more electric cars right now, so, eh, you know. <laughs> well, I'm just saying it seems like it's a resource that we have a little trouble with, so especially given the growing climate. See, I'm I'm in favor of hydrogen cars, not electric cars. I well, so. all right. I'm I, I'm in favor of finding all kinds of ways to reduce our energy and carbon footprint, but yeah. um on the uh, you know, I'm not a lobbyist for ExxonMobil. And uh, I don't know if you saw the the footage. I I saw some that I didn't catch the whole story and you guys were talking about it a little bit before the show, so so uh, uh <laughs> I I think think John will be able to throw up some links. And by the way, if you if you're following along listening to the show, uh, you can use the hashtag civil references to f- more easily follow things as we're posting them to Twitter and Facebook. Um, but uh, some people from Greenpeace's uh, sort of, you know, uh, uh, investigative section, uh, some people from there were posing as corporate recruiters or headhunters, as they're often known. And uh, basically we're interviewing uh uh, a, at least one lobbyist from ExxonMobil who works, you know, on K Street in Washington, D.C. Uh, for like an ostensible other job. And the guy was very frank about things like uh, uh, how they uh, took the public position that uh, a carbon tax was a, a good step towards dealing with the climate crisis while privately doing, you know, making sure that it wouldn't pass and saying there's no way the, anyone's ever going to get the political will to pass this, so we don't have to worry about it. <clears throat> but saying we're for it is, you know, basically is, is a cheap and easy talking point. And he also mentioned how there are about 10 U.S. senators that are, you know, that are that they uh, uh, meet with uh, on a weekly basis. Number one on that list was Joe Manchin. Mm-hmm. I think Maggie Hassan was on that list, wasn't Maggie she? Maggie Hassan is on I'm that list. I'm surprised by Kirsten that. Kirsten Sinema was on that list. That I'm not surprised about. I'm probably. not surprised. Uh, also, Mark Kelly, the new senator from, from Arizona. That is... It's a little disappointing, but maybe, on the other hand... You think he it's was, know your enemies? Of, well, of the 10 senators on that list, he was one of the two who hasn't actually taken money from ExxonMobil. So that was interesting. Oh, so he's just on a listening tour. Could be. <laughs> I mean, he is new to the job, so who knows, you know, what he's, uh, you know, what, you know, it's, it's, I think it's a little early to decide exactly what he, what he's like as a senator. Yeah. So, oh, and that reminds me, um, much as I am uh, uh, disappointed by Senator Cinema, I did see something that was actually quite interesting, <clears throat> excuse me, about um, that thing that, that irritated everybody. Uh, when she came and voted about the minimum wage and sort of gave a thumbs down and then did a little curtsy. Oh, I didn't see that. What? You didn't see that? No. We talked about it on the show. A curtsy? curtsy? Yeah. You remember like back when, when they were trying to raise the minimum wage as part of the stimulus bill and she came in and, as one of the senators who voted against bumping the minimum wage to $15? This is like a couple of months ago. We talked about it on the show. I think John and I might not have been there. I've never done I, the show. I don't remember you. you talking about her doing a curtsy. I would remember her doing a curtsy. <laughs> I think I'd remember, but I might not. <clears throat> well, she did a thumbs down, and then she did sort of a little, like, you know, a little dip in her skirt. Like a, yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. No. 
<laughs> well, and, and and people have been very upset with her since then because they felt Gee, like the decorum you know, of the Senate. Or well, they felt like it was it was you know it's one thing to to vote against bumping the minimum wage for for the working poor. It's another thing to do it, uh, you know, in a in a flippant way. Yeah, mocking. So apparently, uh, Senator Cinema has refused to uh, you know uh, uh, you know issue a statement explaining what was going on. But a reporter who was uh, writing a profile about her from Arizona was like, so it turns out that uh, seated, seated off camera, if you go in, you know, when she went onto the floor, she was looking at some, you know, some Senate staffers uh, who weren't working for any particular senator. They're just part of the general staff of the Senate. And apparently they'd been working all night getting the bill, making sure everything was legally valid and, you know, was arranged properly and whatnot. And... She'd actually apparently sent them coffee and donuts earlier. And so apparently, while she came up and voted, uh, they were like, thank you, Senator. And she was basically acknowledging oh, responding like, to She them. was like, you got it, guys. You know, which is a completely different thing. Context is everything. Yeah. yeah. And so I still disapprove of her vote to not raise the minimum wage. But she wasn't being flippant. Doesn't seem like it. Yeah. Doesn't seem like it. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. That's it's it's important, I think, to to not jump to conclusions. Well, I I do that all the time, but I, <laughs> you know, it's important to recognize that when you have done, and maybe the ground's given way beneath your feet, you know, you should do like the wily e. coyote and sort of look at the audience for a moment and blink a couple of times before, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. shooting shooting to you, Dave. We actually got a comment from a listener that Uh-oh. emailed in uh, civil politics radio at valleyfreeradio.org uh we were talking about um electric cars uh they sent actually a meme i don't want itself i don't want uh self-driving cars or electric cars i want boring things like public transit that comes so regularly i don't need to check a schedule i want fast passenger rail so accessible and easy is preferable to suffering airports i want cities that aren't built around cars as default Oh, no cars at all, then. Well, cities built around cars. Yeah. Cities are built around cars. Modern cities are, anyways, yeah. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, part, I mean, part of the thing about <laughs> the were... big dig in Boston was, reno- was you know, retrofitting the city, so it was... because yeah, Boston was built around cow paths. Right. Just as Philly was. Mo- yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And horse, horse wagons. In yeah. the, ever since the car was introduced, cities have been geared around cars. For the most part, like especially in the latter half of the last century, which is so weird to say. Since 1910, um, if you if if you if you take a look at uh, film footage from you know say street views of New York City or Philadelphia or Boston from like over a hundred years ago, from the you know the very earliest photographs, you just see people walking all over in the street, just swarms of people in the streets. That's what streets were for, right? They it's, weren't for cars. Well, carriages, well, carriages too, but carriages, like, but not, not you know, cars. but they were horse-drawn carriages, and you know, like you'd just have people walking in the street because that was well it's, where you go. That was the idea of a sidewalk. You know, was you know not a sort of a de facto thing. You know, the like, use that of, was invented for the car. The use of streets in, especially in early nine, uh, early. Um, 1900s like that they they were for walking carriages but they the the right-of-way was for pedestrians um and not for vehicles yeah like you had carriages going but they would slow down because there'd be just people walking that was what streets were for and cars were thought of as an an annoyance 
because they were taking up the street too much. <laughs> and now, uh, any any updates to cities, any improvements, we always take cars in mind, and we need to change that mindset. Have you been following the fight over downtown Northampton? I have not. Which fight? The fight over um, the current planning staff want to turn it into a carless place, and all the business owners are like, there's a lot of people that have to park to come downtown, or they won't come downtown, because, no. you know. It's very interesting, because, you know, there's sort of the vision, and then there's, you know, what happens to the people right now that, you know, need a car with their apartment well, and have no place to park. D- define carless place, I think, is, yeah. is, is, is what what they is the question I'd ask about that. Yeah. Because it's one thing to say, you know, we want people, when they come to Northampton, to park in the garage and, you know, then walk around and have, like, this downtown zone. So, yeah, I can see that. But, but yeah, as someone who actually lived in downtown Northampton for five years, um, I wouldn't have been able to do that uh, really conveniently if uh, my apartment hadn't come with a parking space attached to it. Somewhere you know, that I could... Nearby. Yeah, yeah, just out the back. The, uh, they, they own the parking lot next to the building, and I paid them an extra 50 bucks a month. And we're very rural here. People don't realize you go outside of Northampton. Oh, yeah. The towns have yeah, 900 people. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's it's you know it's a big city. Our not pu- our public <laughs> transit is terrible in the public here. Transit our is pu- terrible. and that is, and part of it is part of that is because we have so many cars and trucks in 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 the area and we depend on them. Like we've really gone off on this vehicle <laughs> thing, but um, well, we're talking about Exxon Mobil. So yeah, that, you know, it's close enough. Gas, but uh, and- the 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 thing about about having like uh, reduced parking spaces and everything like that if you had public transit and you had a place to park said cars if you had good public transit then people would just park away and take the bus in like in boston yeah there is there's like a lot of my friends they go to boston they park in like somerville and they Mm -hmm. take the train in that's yeah you know like if i if I always tell people, like, if I want to get my license renewed and I'm not a member of AAA, then I, like, from my house, I would have to take, like, three buses. It would take five hours. Oh, to go to the registry? Yeah, in East Hampton. It's, like, three towns away. And that one's away. closed right now, I think, too. <laughs> Sorry, we just tried be. to go there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 insane. Like, the so the, the like, being being carless in the in this area is functionally impossible. There was a really big day yeah. at the MBTA. This is going back a little ways. Mm-hmm. And it was that they were going to let you get the passes at some of the other bus, the other terminals mm-hmm. than the one you had to go to to get passes. So you, it's sort of like the post office not delivering stamps. Yeah. It's, you know, it's like these big bureaucratic things that just do it the way they always do it. But they added them at Charles Street and they added them. And it was, people were like, oh, thank God, I don't have to go to that. I forget which station it was that you had to go to get your monthly T-pass. If you didn't get it through North work. North Station, I know. Yeah. Maybe South as well, but yeah. yeah. I, well, years ago when I was fresh out of college, um, actually even during college, but like I'd, I'd get these office jobs over the summer and whatnot uh, in Boston and I'd commute in with my father and my brother and uh you know, we 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 take the train in and and so forth. And, and yeah. one day a month, you'd have to go over to that other station. Well, wherever. well we'd have to. Well, we'd have to go to the ticket window at North Station because yeah. we live north of Boston, so going into North Station. But you yeah. know, we had to get that. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it was you know it was fine, but 
you always had to plan on it or you'd, you'd be without a pass for a few days. Right. <laughs> Which could be awkward. Yes. So. Yeah. Uh, well, but I, I very much agree with our, our listener uh, that uh, urban centers definitely throughout the United States need to be reconfigured to have better public transport. And um, How about better access for people, however they come? Well, sure, but I think one That's of the public pro- transport. One of the problems that's you know is still an issue in Boston and New York and many other cities is when you've got a lot of people driving around, it's still the streets are clogged and there's a lot of traffic and a lot of pollution and you know and it's it's it sucks. Um, and uh, I, it it actually is also beyond the urban planning. Uh, and tax policy elements of how this gets into politics. It's also, um, I've seen uh, reports, you know, and this is actually something I'm, I'm, we should look into more carefully before I make this as a statement of fact. But my, understa- my understanding is that in New York City, uh, they expanded the New York City Transit Police by several hundred officers. And the cost of hiring those extra police officers was less than the cost of operating the subways and simply making them free. Just like you can just walk on and walk off. And the reason they added those extra police officers was to catch people dodging fares. So it would have been more cost effective to just say, you know what? No, we have enough, we have enough transit cops to catch people misbehaving. Just let people ride the subways. Yeah. But they didn't do that. Probably, uh, if, if nothing else, I imagine it's because, you know, more police jobs is, uh, you know, probably good politics for anybody who wants to be mayor of New York. Well, I know in Boston, they always like to make sure they get that um, uh, amount of money they get from the, the cities and towns that are on the T. They all uh-huh. have a percent they have to pay. And part of that is to make sure that people are invested in the T. You know, it's interesting, sort of like, you know, Farlington and Cambridge and Belmont and Malden. Oh, and that, That's interesting. Yeah, yeah that it's, it's sort of like having a Navy base in your town. It, it, there's, a, there's a linkage there where the rep is more interested and people are more invested in it. But I, I argued a long time ago to a Republican administration that they should make the T free because it was cheaper than all the coin rooms and all the processes they had. Oh, and that, that they just keep keep with the allotments that they get from the cities and towns that are served by it, and not collect a fare. Huh. That's uh, the these. I didn't know that. That's fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Of like expanding cops or or like not making things free. That it's also a a way to discriminate against the poor. Uh, if you have a cost to entry uh, uh, for the for the subway, that means people that don't have the money, can't ride the subway. And they can't hang out in there. And I yeah. rode um, the train across Canada from um, the West Coast to the East Coast. Beautiful train system. But anybody who has any kind of uh, disability or support, or the train is totally free. And so people would ride it all day long with us, wherever we were. They would just stay on the train because it was a free good. And so you'd have all these very wild people on the on the trains. So it was beautiful, and the scenery was beautiful. But you'd wake up and somebody would be sitting on you, basically, who had been riding, you know, back and forth all day on the train system. So. That that had to be part of the, the calculus when in New York when, like, hiring these people. Yeah. They didn't want these lolly, lollygaggers, whatever yeah. they are. 
<laughs> well, you know, it's important to keep the riffraff in their places. Right? Yeah. Mm. That's why no public bathrooms. Yep. It's yeah. A, it's a policy. It well, is. Well, and what's what's that? Uh, is it hostile architecture where they like they you know they have a brutal bench and they, no not not, <laughs> not brutalism <laughs> hostile like like you know like oh yeah well there's a there's an open space but we'll put lots of spikes and ridges on it so somebody can't lie down there like here's a park bench and we'll make sure there's like a bar in the middle so that someone can't stretch out and sleep on it. Were you here for Northampton's mayor when he was first elected? Mayor Narkowitz? Yeah, he took the benches out. Yep. It made a huge furor because the homeless were hanging in the business owners were like, you know, you got to do something. So he pulled all the benches and it, people went crazy over it. Well, that, that, And they put them back right away. That, that, you know, was, there's a that lot was of, the wrong thing to do. <laughs> but there were a lot of people yeah. that sit on those benches because they're yeah. tired and, you know. They're and just, disabled. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to go to downtown Northampton if there that's weren't ex- benches. That's what everybody said. They said, what are you thinking? They went right back in. But, you know, yeah. it was a huge initiative. They took them all out and... You know, it was. Well, the, 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 <laughs> when I say do something about the problem, I mean actually make it better, not <laughs> sweep it away. You know, <laughs> move it around so I don't have to look at it. Uh, uh, <laughs> and they did that. Harvard um, put those um, spikes on their heating grates because people were sleeping. Same in, thing, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's. I, and of course, everybody went wild. And the student, yeah, yeah, the students went wild, and yeah. It's like, give me a break. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like there's a place for that if it's like, no, no, we don't want people to sleep on there because, you know, it's actively dangerous for them and we don't want them there's to die. There's fumes or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, if it's like, oh, but they're, it looks bad if people are there not freezing to death. <laughs> what, what does that say about Harvard? So anyway, uh, let's take a short break. It's like halfway through the show. Why not? Um, so we're going to take a... If John was ready there, we're going to take uh, take a short break, play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs, keep the FCC happy, and then we'll be back with more civil politics here on Valley Free Radio. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Sure, humans can be a little weird at times, but take it from me, I'm a dog. And a person is about the best thing that can happen to a shelter pet. So if you want to learn how you can be that person, get down to your local pet shelter or visit theshelterpetproject.org. <laughs> Brought to you by the Ad Council. Do you gamble more often and longer than you planned? Have other people suggested you may have a gambling problem? Do you wish you could stop or cut down your gambling, but you just can't? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you may have a gambling problem. We understand the problem. We can help. We're the Mass Council on Compulsive Gambling. Please call us at 1-800-426-1234 or chat with us online at masscompulsivegambling.org. The confidential helpline number is 1-800-426-1234. Hi, I'm Amy Goodman, host of Democracy Now! You're listening to Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM in Northampton, Massachusetts. Today, community broadcasting is more important than ever. Corporate interests affect what music we hear on commercial radio, and real news and opinion take a backseat to ratings and profits. Valley Free Radio is owned by its members, operated by volunteers, its programming created by your friends and neighbors, and it's wholly supported by the community. Please consider going to www.valleyfreeradio.org donate to support free speech in the Pioneer Valley. Thank you so much. Hi, I'm Charlie. I fight fires and I save lives. My name's Renee. I'm a cardiologist. I save lives. My name's Anthony. I'm an EMT. 
I save lives. You don't have to be a professional to save a life. Firefighters, doctors, and others save lives. You can too. Don't wait. To learn more about the warning signs and how you can help prevent suicide, visit save.org. In a crisis, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. As the COVID-19 vaccines become available, you might be asking yourself, should I get it? And if I do, will I be able to go about life without putting my family at risk? You've got questions, and that's normal. The fact is, the vaccines are safe and effective. They're going to save lives. To get the latest on the COVID-19 vaccines, visit GetVaccineAnswers.org. Because getting back to the moments we miss starts with getting informed. It's up to you. You are listening to Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP Northampton, 103.3 FM. I'm Mayor David Narkowitz, and I support Northampton's community radio station. Should I get it? Should I wait? Is it safe? It's okay to have questions. Now, get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so that you can make an informed decision when COVID-19 vaccines are available to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Domestic violence can take many forms. Violencia doméstica puede ocurrir en muchas diferentes maneras. Physical abuse. It can be words. Puede ser abuso físico. Puede ser con palabras. It can even be someone controlling your access to money. Hasta puede ser alguien controlando su acceso financiero. Safe Passage can help. Safe Passage le puede ayudar. Llame nuestra línea confidencial 888-345-5282. Call our 24-hour confidential hotline 888-345-5282. Our fellow Americans. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans. And soon, they will be available to everyone. The science is clear. These vaccines will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. They could save your life. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. That's the first step to ending the pandemic and moving our country forward. It's up to you. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow. I'm still here with John Roberts and Sue Timberlake. And uh, we're talking. So, <clears throat> Sue, as a believer in, you know, conservative values and small government and local control. Um, and not letting anyone to vote. Right. <laughs> no. Well. Actually, I do think everybody, the more voters, the better. Let me just say that up front. But I don't disagree with the Supreme Court on Arizona. Oh, really? The yeah. uh, the, the Brnovich uh, versus the Democratic National Committee's decision. I'm glad Wait, you, you said that. You don't agree or you do agree? I don't necessarily disagree. Okay. Don't... <laughs> No, no, I, I guess I you think don't they have some points. She might agree. Okay. Okay. There's some parts of it that I agree with. How's that? Well, okay. What, what I, are I those was, parts? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on here? So um, I, I, I do think people can provide an idea of some kind for voting. I do think that's part of it. I do think that when people collect... That wasn't one of the things at issue in Brnovich. Um, I do think that um, for other groups to collect absentee ballots, I think I think there is a bit of a risk there. As 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 example, my Republican Party that collected in South Carolina, yeah, yeah. So it's one of the few examples that there's sure. Though uh, notice they got caught. Yes, they did get caught. But I I do think that's a little troubling. I trust the post office. You know, at least it's a federal crime. Whereas you know, people going and collecting them if they don't turn them in, you know that that's a problem. So 
I, what I, if it's like your friend that just wants to pick it up and bring it like yeah. what if like you like i couldn't get to the polls because i'm disabled and you're yeah. like i'll 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 go yeah. take it for you and yeah. then you drop it off and then you get arrested yeah so i i think that's well, that'll show me <laughs> well, i was talking to sue especially for you john <laughs> we don't you want you to vote ever um no i think i think that's a valid thing where somebody drops it off for one person but i think it's the people that are collecting big volumes of them i think there is a opportunity that's there. vote harvesting yeah yeah so i i agree um and i think there was another one we were listing what the um lot didn't of course so the it was that people uh, voting in the wrong precinct people in the vote if, if if there's a ballot in the wrong precinct then that vote is just thrown out yeah i i agree with that one too and it, the reason i agree with it and it's really a borderline i mean i wouldn't have made a law about it but the um for the city and town clerks, sometimes it's really tough the day of elections because they have lists of people that should be certain places. And to make sure that you don't vote twice, they use those lists. And I think there is a logistical problem for because those people are all volunteers. I mean, there is a certain logic that you should vote in your precinct or you should vote where you're you're they're expecting you to vote. This is by accident, though. It's not like malicious. Like if I mistakenly go to the wrong precinct in northampton if i live in one thing and i then then but what th- they that could say to you you know you out. actually should be in ward seven over on that street address because when they check you sure. in they could tell you so I, I don't i don't like i said it's not as strong but i don't this is i think this is more for absentee pallets like you sent it into the like but goes into the center place. yeah i don't know like yeah. the if you if you go to the wrong center then then they can direct you or if there was a mistake the, sure. i think it's more but if it's there's like, a mistake i, I have to the, vote here on my lunch hour i don't have time to drive across town to the other place that you say i should go can i just cast a ballot here provisional I, yeah. one at least yeah, and provisional are problems. You probably know this, but a lot of times they don't get counted. It's sort of like the absentee. In ranked well, choice, they I mean, all get you, counted. You, but you, you say that, but remember, we had the Northampton City Clerk on, and she said, no, they do count them all. They do They do eventually count them all. Yes, it, it's but true. But it's not that they don't get counted. It's just they, they count them, you know, a little well, later in the process. And but sometimes they, they do count. much later, like if there's a problem with one of the ballots. Or that's that's a much longer process. So I, I get the logistical... It's sort of like, can you just go to the right precinct? Yeah, but I what if they can't because things have been changed or, you know, say because the well, you know, Republicans move closed, or closed the, the, uh, the polling place near you and they moved it to another yeah, now, you know, see, town I, or something. I think that should be illegal. I think the, the, the precincts should match the voters that you expect so that, you know, if my neighborhood has all the ballots and plenty of people staffing, then the other neighborhoods should also right. all across the country. But if your neighborhood has plenty of ballots and no line, why shouldn't people go and vote there where there's, you know, they don't have to like wait in line for four hours? It's sort of like busing. Fix the school. Fix the precinct that's broken. You know, busing would move. Yes, but the broken precinct <laughs> is the point. Yeah. yeah. And if it's the point, I think that is We don't want those intent. Navajo voting. Yeah. I mean, oh. sorry. Also, I do, the but, the yeah. thing that keeps the precincts from getting broken, uh, that part of the Voting Rights Act was taken away years ago. Anyway. Yeah, that one they lost. That was well preclearance. Yeah, yeah the yeah. preclearance. So that was Section Five of the Voting Rights yeah, Act. Yeah, I then think preclearance should be reestablished. I I right. agree with that. So Section Two, which is which was at issue here, Section Two holds that um, if a uh, law, if a voting restriction or, or measure has a disproportionate effect 
such that uh, even though on the on the face of it it seems neutral, it winds up disenfranchising you know minority voters. Then it's illegal. And uh, Justice Alito's opinion basically says, well, you have to really prove it. Yeah, well, yeah, not only do you have to really prove it, it's like, yeah, but I mean, there are other ways they could vote. So it's really okay. Yeah. Uh, quote, just because voting may be inconvenient for some doesn't mean that access to voting is unequal. Well, I disagree with this. Which is explicitly not what Congress intended when it passed that law, when it made that revision in 1982. And as an originalist, you'd think Samuel Alito would understand that. Actually, he is being an originalist here because he is looking at how how they, the environment of which they wrote the law in. So he's saying, because this is more concerning provisional ballots, ballots that go to the wrong place or or ballots that are filled out wrong or something like that, that they're sent in. But back in 1982, there weren't it, uh, mail-in ballots, early voting. These things weren't as prevalent. But and the, that's, then that's what he's basing sure, it on. Sure, but the plain meaning of the, of the text is a big part of originalism. And the plain meaning of the text, as understood in 1982, was, you know, like, uh, if you do something that, that makes it harder for one particular group to vote, which is what we're talking about, then it's illegal. And he's saying, yeah, well, but they didn't mean that. Point of order— um, he, being an originalist doesn't mean that you take everything into consideration because you ignore parts of the original law if yeah. you want. Sure. Like people are originalists or, with the Bible. Yeah. yeah. Or, 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 originalism is, is, is a, is a PR. Text, textualist. It's just textualist. If people like it. the philosophy of it, like if you want to be an originalist, then you need to look at that then you're saying i want to look at the how how the amendment or the law was written at the time so and how it was understood at the time yeah and how it was understood at the time so so it was that, okay to discriminate then yeah, so it's okay yeah yeah exactly like it's uh, you you need to like the law needs to evolve with with the country that's the whole point of having a constitution like we have it's supposed to change well, here's why I really when we when disagree. we made a law against sex discrimination, nobody thought it was okay to like you know not discriminate against gay people. But you know, I guess people have decided that things have changed. And as an originalist, I I stand firmly against that. <laughs> well, um, I disagree with the Supreme Court in one part because you know a lot of times when people talk about different groups, they're talking about groups that are highly protected. Mm-hmm. So those are the only groups that get protected are the ones that are specifically named. But I think the real mistake the Supreme Court is making is that you should not be able to discriminate between political parties. So if the Republicans get in and they prevent the Democrats from voting, I think that's wrong. Well, And, that and was, they're saying it's perfectly okay. Gerrymandering yes. for politics is perfectly okay. And I disagree with that. And just, I believe Justice Alito not in a this opinion group. Said, also said that that was okay. Yeah. It's like, look, you know, it's too bad if a whole bunch of Hispanic voters can't vote, but, uh, That's you know, politics. <laughs> it, it's, the point is, they're trying to keep Democrats from voting, and, well... They just happen to be... Well, yeah. so, I, I, you know, my, my belief in the ability of people to vote is very strong, so I said that gingerly about how I felt about the Arizona law, because I think there's some things you can do, and if they let you use a student ID and a gun license for an ID, and, you know, some of those things, you can really make it... Um, uh, what about a uh, bill that like a utility bill like we have here? I don't like that because that's that's not quite the same as a identity. Anyway, like 
so what kind of i like sorry what ids would you accept in uh, in Ma- like in a Massachusetts gun, a gun license gun license what else uh probably a driver's license uh-huh. if they had real id okay um probably a student id student id anything else um birth certificate social security card that is just a piece of cardboard with typewritten with yeah that's not secure at all that's that's yeah i can't imagine how i can just how tell you my social but they use yeah. they use that to give you a license and a passport and all sorts of other things yeah so. it's dumb we should not have social security numbers anymore yeah they're really oh, no, relationship them, but, no, they're your relationship you know. to the to the social security system they the government's the one that started using it as an id they're the ones yeah. that caused yeah, all the problems the it's not supposed to be yeah. but well i mean well the the thing i was wondering is like any ids that you can list that are free free yeah yeah, because are they free? Are any of them free? If 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 it's not free, then you are imposing a cost on the right to vote. Poll tax. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, are there any IDs that you can think of that people can just get without cost? That's the That's problem. A good point. Barrier yeah. to entry. If 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 anybody in the state, or wherever state, if they got a free ID paid by the government, and they didn't have to cut. Con- up like front anything like for the birth certificate or for this or for that you didn't have to pay anything then i would be okay with with yeah, voter id you know, do you know think what we should do so i think you'd like this i'm sure you'd like this because this is this will solve the problem there should be like a federal national id the federal government should like make everybody never give them the information never and so then you can everybody can have a picture id <laughs> issued by uncle sam and then ID it's free it's paid for by the government so then you hands. don't have to worry about any kind of voter fraud and it's there's no barrier to entry everybody but he just gets one. You can there just you go. Yeah. See. Isn't oh, that, I would that hate great? that. Oh yeah. No privacy. Well, what, do you want? what do you want? Then? <laughs> what do you What do you want then? Yeah. What, what's going on? I just want people to prove their citizenship before they vote. Okay. Uh, are there? Do free you guys ways to do want that? any people? Do you want non-citizens to vote? Do you want sixteen-year-olds to vote? There's a uh, no in Northampton. There's a bill right now to have six. They put it before the uh, state court. Because uh, they have to approve a local. What's it called? The local. Um, a local no, variance. I do not want sixteen-year-olds to vote. I, yeah. Look, even if we think sixteen-year-olds should vote, which uh, you know, whatever. Like the state of Massachusetts could make it so that you could vote at sixteen in state elections. You know, like sixteen-year-olds can vote for governor. They want but them to at vote the federal for school level, committee. I think that's well, what. But um, at, at the uh, uh, that, and that, representative, Dom I can, wants. I can, I can kind of understand that. But you know, regardless, the federal law is you have to be eighteen to vote for any federal office. So if you want to vote for Congress, Senator, President, all that, got to be eighteen. Well, it's just could, interesting. Could 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 lower it for state offices if they wanted. Do you guys want non-citizens to vote? They of course can't. not. We've already had this discussion. No. Oh, sorry. I just was double checking. I forgot. They can't vote. It's illegal for them to vote. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, if and you're not a citizen, you can't vote. T- tell me about the the, the wave of non citizens going in and trying to vote. <laughs> how would they do that? <laughs> I'd have to register. How did? The, how does a non citizen? Oh, they would never do that. People would never do that. They so. don't. Well, then what's yeah. the issue? Yeah, well, actually, my stepdaughter, who's a British citizen, would like to vote, but she sure. wouldn't. She but wanted I mean, to vote the, for Obama. But, I mean, she can't vote because she's not a citizen. I totally get yeah, that. Yep. So what's the point? Which what's is why problem? I was voting for Obama the first time, and but I got waylaid because my partner's car broke down. And well, But I don't understand. What's 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 the issue? So, like, if we don't have non-citizens voting, and we agree that well, they shouldn't, No, no I'm just problem? saying that... That the ID would have to some somehow establish that if you why? agree. If no, you that, agree. That, I, I'm just saying we don't need ID. 
we don't want non-citizens voting, but we don't need ID to do that. Why, why do we need ID to do that? Our current system here in Massachusetts doesn't require anyone to show photo ID. So if you're a non-citizen living in Massachusetts, how do you get on your voter rolls in Massachusetts? How do you manage to trick the, 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 your town into giving you... You can just go to... In Cambridge, you can just go register to vote. Uh-huh. Okay. If you chose to. And I agree with you. I think most non-citizens wouldn't bother, except for maybe it, to vote it, against Trump. It being a felony and all. Registering yeah. to vote... When you go to the when you go to register to vote, what is the system that's that's Do you just there? fill out a form and uh, I, it's do they, been thirty three years since I registered yeah, to vote, they, so I don't really remember how I it mean, works. I mean I know Certain how towns. I, I I know how I register to vote. I go there, I I say I want to register to vote, and then they I get put in the system. Yeah. And so then they check me against, you know, government records. Actually they don't. In you sure like I know they do. <laughs> I like I like I know they do like I in what in what town in Hadley in Hadley yeah they it's it's you don't just reg like and then that's it like they there are systems in place to keep people that aren't citizens from voting that that's just a thing and we know and we know that because we don't have a ton of non-citizens voting it's just not an issue. I'd argue it's for a different reason in that they don't want to vote and they don't want to be on a list and they don't want to be. That's part of it too. Yeah. But if if there was an issue with non-citizens voting, then we could talk about how to not have that, but we don't have that. Yeah. No, I'm it's not saying... It's the same saying, reason as like cracking down on voter fraud. There isn't a voter fraud problem, well, I'm so not, we don't need to crack I'm down on it. I'm not arguing that there's a problem. I'm basically arguing that that's the system that I want. So you want a system to solve a problem that doesn't exist? I do a lot of things in life that are really preventative, that there's no yes, but, problem. But you're, like I put food away so I don't have ants. I mean, right, the but problem th- doesn't that, exist. That is, that is a problem that exists. Ants are a problem <laughs> that exists for your food. Well, not in my house, I don't. Sue, <laughs> Sue thinks that uh, non-citizens are, are uh, an infestation and a pest. Wow, I can't believe it. Yeah. Oh boy! I just got it. We're gonna get him. Got him. We're gonna get letters about that. My family's gonna shoot me. That's it. I'm gonna be excommunicated. I've revealed myself to be a true Republican. The thing that and I'm I'm just digging into this because sometimes like you say something, it's just interesting. Like just thinking about the logic. That's a kind word. Yeah. Well, it's fascinating. I like things. Some things that like we disagree on. Like I'm just like, why? So. You are a little bit of a Vulcan. It's, yeah. This is interesting. A little bit? Well, interesting. I moved, Fascinating. <laughs> I moved here, and I could believe they don't register cats. Every town I've ever lived in, they they make you put tags on your cat and register your cat and all this in Northampton. The, the towns don't make you register cats, but I've never lived in it. Like East Hampton, Northampton, Andover, towns I've lived in in Massachusetts with cats. Not you have to, to get. You have to have proof of rabies. Yeah, proof proof of vaccination. It's not like you have to go year. have yeah, a dog, which license. means you register your cat. Yeah. Okay. Oh, all right. I see what you mean. <laughs> that's that's yeah. And your dog, but, but your dog. You so they want to know license. If, it's they the, want to know if they're neutered. It's the same license. It's, the, it's that, similar. It ones. isn't though, is it? In a lot of towns, it is. But so, I was surprised here because they don't even ask you how many. Going cats back you have. to going. Maybe back it's because it's Northampton. I don't know. Going back to the other thing, yeah, the more citizenships, thing, the non-cat thing. Yeah. Um, so the vermin that are invading our yeah, yeah, yeah I'm just kidding about that. But okay. you, so you want the system, you want a system that makes sure that 
citizens are voting. Um, as many as possibly can. Well, no, I'm I'm talking yeah. about your your preventative wants. Yeah. Not your affirmative wants. Right. Yeah. Uh, so you want to make sure that no citizens are voting. That non-citizens. That non-citizens. That sorry. Yeah. Thank you. No non-citizens are not voting. <laughs> um, it's been a long week. So so that to keep non-citizens from voting. I do. I want a system that, that you can basically do that. Even okay. though, as you say, there is no problem. There's so that's what very we have, though, That's what I'm saying. It's, we have that right now. No, that's not a system. That's really just that's the practice. It's sort of like nobody's speeding, so we don't need to put up a, a speed limit sign. We've tested. A lot of towns do that. They you know, test the speed. We should probably have the, the city registrar in again to, 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 to ask her about this just to be sure because... You know, I, I, I'm calling shenanigans. I'm not sure you know what you're talking about on this. Well, I think towns vary as to what they do. And this, this state, they've actually created a statewide system, and Galvin sells all our info, Bill Galvin. Right, which, which you hate, but yeah, it does mean that it's really, it, 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 would, it is a further check on this problem that doesn't exist that you yeah. worry about. Well, that, I mean, that, that is what I was going to try to get to. Like, there's, uh, you want to make sure that non-citizens aren't voting or yeah. are, are, keep them from voting. Um, non non citizens aren't voting, right? Uh, they haven't. People been aren't voting. speeding. Pe- this oh, wait, 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 wait. Road. Hold on, hold on. Non citizens aren't voting. They haven't been voting. Yep. There has never been like a problem with non citizens voting. Once in a blue moon, somebody who doesn't realize they're not a citizen will vote, like a kid that was a, a yeah. That and that it's happens. an accident. Yeah, cause they don't realize they're not citizens. Yeah, like. Yeah. So, why do you need a new system when what we have is doing its job? Well, I think that's what the ID should do. But we, but we have a system that doesn't allow non that doesn't allow non citizens to vote, and we don't need IDs to make it work. Yeah, I'm, I'm making a different argument. I'm not saying yeah. that it doesn't allow. I'm saying that. It isn't a problem. I'm agreeing with you guys that it isn't right. a problem. I'm saying I would like a system that just verifies that. Why? Um, I mean, why? Why do you want to change something? Like it seems it. I think the thing that we're we're confused about, and I, I'm fixating yeah. on, is that you are proposing to fix something that is not broken. I'm saying if you're going right. to have an ID system, I think you need to differentiate between citizens and non-citizens. Yes, well, but I, mean, I think if we should you... have an ID system, so problem solved. See, you you and I disagree on that. I think we should. Yes, but you think we should have an ID system because you're worried about, about no, citizens. No, I didn't say that was why, but I said when we do, that the, it should. The why do we need an ID system if, if the problem isn't you know filtering out non-citizens? That's... I mean, that's I the, believe, the confusing I, thing I for me. I believe really strongly in voting, and I think the system should be more robust, and they should, you know, they should make sure that everybody gets a chance to vote. I don't think you should find people who don't vote, but I think part of the problems in this country is that very few of the people elect what you know make the election happen. Well, yeah, that's but that's so, a different thing than what we're talking about. Well, it's sort of like professionalizing a, a, a profession that you end up with sort of a more robust and. Um, more solid. So you have, you don't have a problem, let me, let me put it a different way. You don't have a problem with, um, right now you can draw blood from somebody without a license. Uh I could come and say, you know, I've been trained. Right. I can draw blood on you. And I think that should be professionalized. 
okay. there aren't problems really. I mean, every once in a while, there's somebody who's really bad at it, and you know, whoever's hired them sort of weeds them out. But I would like for somebody to stick a needle in my arm. I think they need a little more training than they're getting. This oh, is sticking a needle voting. in your arm. Oh, it, I was going to say it, I can get you to bleed, no problem. This yeah. is this is different from voting. Well, yes. I'm I'm saying that I I like systems like that. I like them that have a lot of integrity and and have checks and balances. So, but I we am, have that. So the system we well, have is not it is not doesn't have integrity. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm saying that it doesn't have integrity. So there's there's things that work well, but when you start to create systems that have checks and balances, they actually have a much more, it's almost like having a manufacturing plant that you've never had any quality problems, but you verify. So I'm, I, like to, I like to have systems that verify, especially around voting. But again, we do have systems that verify. They do actually check the voting rolls. I mean, that's part of the, the issue uh, that, uh, you know, with Republican administration, administered states in the South is they're using these uh, uh, deliberately bad systems to say, well, we've got to purge the voter rolls Weed and make out. sure they're appropriate. And they're tossing out hundreds of thousands of people who are alive and well and uh, eligible to vote. And I, I agree with you in that. And that's what I'm but, saying. But is that's that what you're asking for. I, no, I'm asking for systems that have more integrity. Right. So, in other so words, so here in Massachusetts, the city clerk, uh, town clerk, um, Northampton's pretty solid. But some of the towns that have 120 people, they just know who lives in town, and they don't. They don't really. They don't really check. You know, it's it's aren't it's. Are they supposed to? Uh, they they always were kind of supposed to, but there've never been really the systems in place to check. So it's sort of like um, the ID for um, working. You know, they they want um, was it E-Verify? for working yeah and there's so many bugs in the system that when they verify a lot of times people can't work because their name's spelled wrong or i'm just saying i would prefer stronger systems so okay <sighs> well we kind of have to leave it there i'm afraid <laughs> but I, I feel like we sort of gone around in a circle uh here but and we were going to talk about something else weren't we we I forget. were but well, <laughs> i think well, we're out of time we, we can talk about south dakota mercenaries another time anyway uh that's going to do it for tonight for uh, civil politics here on valley free radio we've got uh, subculture coming up in just a couple of minutes followed by uh table of contents at 10 and then okay asia at midnight uh, we're going to be uh, a podcast of this very show is going to go out in the way early hours of Monday and we'll have a repeat broadcast uh, Monday in the afternoon at four. But until then, uh, that's going to do it for now. Thanks for listening to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.